0: Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless You feel an anointing in the house right now? Do you feel? Is there people out there? You feel something? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. That that anointing that you feel out there right now, that's what's working on you right now. It's not about having hands laid on you and getting on the carpet. It's not about that. That's the icing on the cake. It's whatever's going on out there. Right now, God's doing a work in your heart. Right now, in your seat. Right now, he's touching you. Right now, he's healing you. Right now, he's setting you free. Amen. I've seen people, listen, I've seen people come in the meetings and I call a line for depression. You know, people that are depressed come out front. And I've had people come and stand in the line, in the line for that depression and they're laughing uncontrollably. And I look at them and say, you are not depressed. Oh, yeah, I'm very depressed. I'm like, no, you're not. You're laughing uncontrollably. No, you don't understand. I came here depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm responding to, them, to the healing line for depression. I'm like, you're lying. Look at you. You're happy. But you see, they came with depression. And they didn't even realize that through the meeting, they got joy. And nobody even prayed for them. Amen. That's why I love the anointing. That's why I love the Holy Ghost. Because I don't even need to know what's going on in you. Amen. You just got to talk to your Heavenly Father. He's, he, he's all over the house. His anointings all over the house. Amen. Wanting to set you free. Hallelujah. Let's go to, let's go to John chapter 7. You know, growing up in Pentecost... We saw some great moves of God. I mean, we, we had some ministers that, that would come through our churches we had in South Africa. Some of them were the pastors of the church that were just on fire for God, and we'd see a move of God, and then, and then, you know, they would move on to another church, and then another pastor would come on, and, and he'd have a whole different dynamic, a whole different anointing, and then it would be kind of mellow. We'd go through that season, but there were, we were evangelists that would travel through the Pentecostal churches, and they would carry the anointing of God upon them. And we saw great moves of God back when we were kids. Nothing like we've seen through the 90s and now. But let me tell you what we saw, there were meetings we saw great moves of God. Didn't know anything about hunger. Nobody preached hunger to us. Nobody preached, man, you got to be thirsty, you got to press in. You know, like the woman with the issue of blood, like blind to, you got you to shout out to God and press in because God's waiting. He's listening for the cry of the hungry. I never heard that message. I never heard anybody preach that message. So when I first started hearing about revival, you know, I I, I I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand the joy in church. couldn't understand it. It's like, seriously, so there's joy in, like, in church? I mean, when I saw the joy in the church, I knew it was God. It wasn't like I was doubting maybe this is the devil. I've had people come to us after night meetings and and say, brother, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, I just want to know from you, do you think that there's a possibility that the joy that's in the house in these meetings, do you think it's a possibility that it could be the devil? I'm like, no, I mean, really? Is Is that your question? There's no way the devil's coming into the church tonight to give you joy. The devil's not walking around looking at people that are sad and depressed and go, man, you need some joy, man. Come on. You need some joy. He's come to steal, kill and destroy. The Bible does not say anything about bringing joy. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give you life more abundantly. And let me tell you what, in the life that Jesus gives us, there's the joy. So for me, it was strange, even though I grew up in Pentecost, Pentecostal churches it was strange for me to see joy in the house or hear of joy in the house but let me tell you what when I got into a meeting where the joy was I didn't even question it not for a moment because when I looked at it I knew this has to be God it's impossible to be man and it sure ain't the devil In actual fact, let me break this news to you real gently here this evening. The devil is not even in the house. He's not in this place tonight. He's not under the pew somewhere. He's not sitting on somebody's shoulder somewhere. Because if he was, we would find him real quickly. Because the moment the Holy Ghost starts moving, then there would be a manifestation hello when God shows up in the house there will be a manifestation it'll either be God manifesting or the devil manifesting but we're going to find out what it is real soon you can't come in this house carrying passengers and then think you can just sit back there minding your own business and, and the Holy Ghost comes in the house and it's going to, nothing is going to happen to you because if you're carrying passengers I tell you what God show up in the house those passengers are going to be moving out this has got nothing to do with the devil and outside of that All what is happening in the meetings, actually, you can actually find it in the Bible. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Laughter is like a medicine. It's from the Bible. People say, I've heard them say, do we have to be this happy? I mean, can't we have just a little joy? How do you get a little joy? What does a little joy mean? Just a little. (laughs) Okay, that's a little. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yes. Now, 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 if you don't have any more joy, what are you going to have? You either have joy or you have depression. Hello? you either happy or you're sad. You're not happy with a little happy and then, and then, okay, I'm not happy, but I'm not sad, but I'm not happy. I'm just not, I'm just kind of in the middle of everything. Do you think if Jesus was standing here in the flesh tonight, right here on the platform, do you think we would be happy? I mean, if we were sitting there and Jesus appeared right here on the platform, do you think that would make us happy? Do you think there would be like excessive joy? Do you think people might flip out of their chair, roll on the ground, laughing uncontrollably? Do you think there might be people dancing in the aisles? Do you think there might be people jumping the pews? Do you think there might be people running the aisles? Do you think if Jesus actually stood here in person, do you think that that might be going on? Because I can tell you right now, if the devil stood here in person, that wouldn't be going on. We'd be shouting, Come out in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. But if Jesus was here, everybody'd be dancing a jing. Hello. Well, hey, he is. He is here. You might not just see him, but he is here. The very spirit of the living God's in the house. The very spirit of the living God's living on the inside of us. He's here already. Hello. He was here before we got here. But then we brought him with us. Hello. All we're doing is placing a demand upon the anointing upon the Holy Spirit that is already in the house, placing a demand upon God and God's moving by His Spirit. That's what we're doing. That's why God moves every time we show up because we are hungry and we are thirsty and we are desperate. You can come and sit in a meeting like a bump on a log and just look and you might get out of here with nothing. You might make it out the door with no touch. But then you could be sitting there minding your own business and, and, and by default slip into the river. That could also happen. But you might make it out of here with nothing. You might walk out and go, well, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, because you were so far up on the bank. You were so far into your mind. Well, I'm just wondering if that joy is of God. Yes, it is. It's the joy of the Lord. Hello. And if it's the joy of the Lord, why can we not get the joy of the Lord in church? For some people, it's hard to find. I'm not even talking about the joy of the Lord. It's hard for people sometimes to find joy, let alone the joy of the Lord. You go into some homes and they're not happy homes. Hello. Ever been into a home where you can feel the tension? Try to get joy in that place. I'm not even talking about the joy of the Lord. I'm just talking about some joy just in in the natural. Try to get that in that place. It ain't going to happen. What a great place to get joy right here in church. And if it's the joy of the Lord, then why can't we get it here? What are we drinking? We're drinking of the new wine of the Holy Ghost. Just what they did on the day of Pentecost. We're drinking all the new wine of the Holy Spirit. I had one guy get up and say, we should never talk about drinking in church because we're equating a church to a bar. This is Joel's bar and grill. (laughs) Some of you are going to get drunk tonight and others are going to get grilled tonight. This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Let me tell you what, when God pours out of his spirit upon all flesh, you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you will be drunk in the spirit. Joel's bar and grill. Let us not equate the church to a bar. But we don't mind equating the church to a mortuary. We don't mind it when the church is dead. Oh, we come to church, to a dead church. We we show up on a Sunday, we go through the motions, and then we go home. We don't mind equating the church to dead, but we don't want to equate it to a bar. Oh my God, that would be terrible. What should happen in the house is some of you should become excessively drunk in the Spirit. By the Spirit. Allowing God to saturate you and fill you. Because let me tell you what, when He does, you won't even look the same. You won't walk the same. You won't talk the same. You won't act the same. And people around about you are going to look at you and go, My God, there's something different about you. You look different. What's happened? Oh, I was down at Joel's barn grill the other night, praise Jesus. I got me a double. Then I spent two hours on the floor. Whew, I got grilled that night, praise Jesus. I've been set free. Fire God on me, power God on me, joy of the Lord on me. I've been drinking down at Joel's barn grill. You should come down and dry some, sometime. You know, back in Africa, I'm not sure back here in America, I'm sure it's the same in America, but I've been into a mortuary in in South Africa. I don't know why I went there. I had a friend of mine who was a policeman and he took me one night to a mortuary and I'm standing in the middle of the refrigerator and there were these shelves all around the walls and there were just dead bodies all around the place and I I don't even know what I went in there for, but I remember it. So I'm going to share it here tonight, but let me tell you what, all those dead bodies had tags on their toes. The name, and then another name was just John Doe, and then, and then you know, whatever about the person tag on their toe. You go to dead churches and you look around, and they're dead people, and all those dead people have tags on their toes. <laughs> and if you take a look at the tag, you'll read the tag, it goes, Don't like offering teaching, music too loud, song service too long, preacher preaches too loud. I mean, there's always, it's just a bunch of complaints, that's all it is. That's why I don't like mortuaries. I don't like dead churches, because the moment God shows up, then the dead people get stirred and go, well, that's not what we like, we don't like this. Some churches are controlled by the dead. They're controlled by the board members, and, they, and then if they don't like what's going on in the church, they'll confront the pastor and say, either you stop this or you're out. Well, he's a hireling, so guess what he does? He stops it, and then everything goes back down to dead. Hello? I told our churches back in St. Louis, I said, I said you can't fire me because you didn't hire me. And if I'm not, yeah, I'll be somewhere else. But I'll be preaching the gospel and allowing the Holy Ghost to move and, and seeing people get set free and touched and changed by the power of God. That's the bottom line. But you can't fire me because you didn't hire me. So don't try to stop anything. That's God. Listen, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot. I'm not going to say we've heard it all. Because every now and again we'll hear something that, that really does amaze me. But we've heard a lot. I've heard people saying, listen, you have to have some kind of structure in the meeting. You've got to have structure. There has to be structure in a church service. Listen, I totally agree with you. There's got to be structure. But it cannot be man's structure. It has to be God's structure. There's got to be be organization in the meeting. But it cannot be man's organization. It has to be God's organization. And when I look at the Bible and I look at what God organized, I go to Acts chapter 2. And His organization is like a mighty rushing wind, cloven tongues of fire, everybody speaking in a strange language, everybody getting full of the Holy Ghost, everybody on the streets drunk in the Holy Spirit. That's the structural organization that God has for a meeting. And let me tell you what, if it was good for the day of Pentecost, then it's good for today. Well, brother, you can't grow a church in revival. I don't agree with you. Because let me tell you what we're doing. We are allowing the Spirit of God to come in and touch the hearts and lives of people. And if there's anybody that knows how to grow a church, it is the Holy Spirit. It is God Almighty. The disadvantage, if you want to call it that, that we have with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God and being drunk in the Spirit and the joy of the Lord is that there are people that rather want to go sit in a mortuary on a Sunday morning so they will not come where the fire is, where the life is where Jesus is. They'd rather go sit. They want to do that, that hour and 15 minutes Sunday morning service. Because they want to, get to the, the, they want to get to the buffet lines like first. You know, people come along. I've had people come to me and say, man, I'm, I'm financially strapped. I'm struggling financially. You know, can you, can you help me? Here's my first question. Do you tithe? If the answer is no, I can't help you. See, I'm not going to sit down and go, well, let me look at your financial. What, what, what can we do to work? No. Do you tithe? now I no. don't. Do you sow offering? Do you give? No. Okay. Well, go away, tithe, and sow, and then come talk to me in two or three months. You might not have to because you already have a breakthrough. Hello? So people people do the same with the revival. They come along and go, you know, we really need the move of God. We've got to have the Holy Ghost. And then they don't show up in a meeting. Then you, you bump into them later down the road. And, and they, they're a mess. And you're like, where where you been? Man, why don't you come to the meetings? God will set you free. Oh, I've got to come. I've got to come. Yeah, I need it. I need it. I've got to come. They don't come. Hallelujah. So have I read this already? Did I read this? John chapter 7. Did I read that already? Okay, just to appease some people, let me read it quickly. At least I've read a scripture. I know somebody on Facebook is going to get upset with me saying he didn't re- read the Bible. Okay, verse 37. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood crying saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Well, we don't like the drinking stuff, brother. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come unto me and drink. Jesus said that. How do I know it's Jesus? Because it's in red. Jesus spoke. He spoke in red. Everyone else spoke in black, but Jesus spoke in red. His words were red. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How do we have rivers of living water flowing out of our belly? By going and drinking, spending time in the presence of God, allowing the Spirit of God to come upon us and change us on the inside, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us. Once we're filled, we have rivers of living water flowing out of our belly. It's the anointing, folks. It's the anointing flowing out of us. The Amplified Bible says, as the Scriptures said, from His innermost being shall flow continuously... Continuously. The Bible says springs and rivers of living water. I believe there's springs that'll flow out of us and then there's rivers. I believe the more we press into the things of God, the greater, the the spring is just gonna be turned into a river and then the river, the rivers of God will flow through us and they will continuously flow. When I walk out of this meeting, it does not stop the anointing. When I wake up in the morning, it does not stop the anointing. Whatever I'm doing through the day, it does not stop the anointing. The anointing of God is still there. It's on tap. And when we need it, it'll flow out of us like a river. Whatever we need it for, it'll flow out of us like a river. But you have to get filled. You have to come and drink. People that love the mortuary, they don't have a river flowing out of them. If you looked at their river in in, in the realm of the Spirit, it'd be like a dry bed, creek bed. It'll just look dusty and dry. There's There's no running water. There's nothing coming out of them. Oh, you listen to me. But when you get full of the Holy Ghost, there's something flowing out of you. What's happening? It's flowing from the throne room of grace into you and then through you. And the Bible doesn't say one river. The Bible says rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Why? Because there's multiple different anointings that we can walk in at any one time. There's an anointing for salvation. If somebody needs to get saved, they don't need, they don't need a healing in the body. They need to get saved. There's an anointing for that. There's an anointing to heal. There's an anointing for joy. There's an anointing for prosperity. It's all rivers of living water that flow through us. Hello. You meet somebody that's depressed, you can tap into that anointing and let that anointing flow through you and then next thing, the depression's gone. Why? Because of the anointing? Really, what we are is we are walking revivals. That's what we are. We are walking revivals. We have the fire of God burning on the inside of us And anywhere we go in the day, revival could break out. Anywhere we go in the day, revival could break out. I've been sitting in a restaurant having a meal and revival's broken out. And the waitress come up and and they're full of joy and they they, they look half drunk and they're looking at me like I don't know what's happening. I I just feel so happy. I know what's happening. Revival's breaking out. The river of joy is flowing through us and it's touching the waiter. Are you listening to me? But everywhere we go, revival could break out. All we have to do is place a demand on the anointing. I could not attend a dead church. Because it will not be dead very long because there's a river of life that will flow through me from the throne room of grace and either that church will be resurrected or I will be kicked out. (laughs) Hello, but it will not stay dead. I want the wind of the Spirit. I want the fire of God. I want the joy of the Lord. I want to be able to drink of the new wine of the Holy Spirit. I want whatever God has for us down here on this earth and then some. Because I know when we get to heaven, we're going to have this all. God's just giving us a taste of what's in heaven. He's just wanting to pour it out right here upon this earth. I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. The last time I looked, we were all flesh. So, Lord God, pour out your Spirit upon us. Because we're hungry and we're thirsty and we need a touch of heaven. We need your fire to rain down upon us. We need the joy of the Lord on a daily basis. We need to be filled with the glory and the power and the presence of God Almighty. We need the new wine of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39 says, But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You should receive this. Listen to this. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, yes, news flash. Jesus is already glorified and the Holy Spirit is already given. Hallelujah. We're not waiting on the Holy Spirit. He's already here. And He's already doing a work. Well, we just, brother, we'll just wait on the Holy Ghost. No, have revival. Well, let's pray for revival. No, have revival. Belly up to the bar. Have a drink. God, I'll have what my neighbor's having. Give me a double of what my neighbor's got. Hello. There's already people here that are jumping in the river. All you'd have to do is jump in with them. Hello. Hello. Well, we just wait on the Lord, brother. Don't wait too long. The meeting's about over. Don't wait too long. Well, I want whatever God has for me, brother. However God wants to touch me. That's what I want. Listen, get hungry. Place a demand on the anointing. Jump into the river. Stop trying to keep yourself together. Stop worrying about what your neighbor might think. Well, I don't want to act like those people. My, my friends might think I'm crazy. Hey, they already probably do think you're crazy. So, so give them some proof. Prove that you are crazy. People say you crazy. Yeah, I am. I'm crazy about Jesus. I'm crazy about the Word. I'm crazy about the anointing. I'm crazy about joy. Yeah, I'm crazy. not about a reputation. Some of you don't even have one anymore. I've watched you over the last seven and a half months. You don't even have a reputation anymore. That got ruined the first night you were on the floor. You can have an encounter with God tonight and your life will be so transformed. I go back to January of 93 when God transformed my life in Ketchikan, Alaska. You could go back to June the 14th, 2017, when you haven't had an encounter with God Almighty and there was a transformation that took place. And then for the next 20, 30, 40 years, you're drawing out of what God did in your heart tonight and you're traveling the nation and you're traveling the world, bringing a great revival and a great move of God. That's how God works. It's the encounter you have with God and the deposit that He makes and what you allow Him to do on the inside of you. I just tell Him anything. You Take it all. Take it all. Because if there's something in here that you didn't put in here, then you need to take it away. Because I'm not going to allow anything to hinder me or hold me back from the final outpouring of the Holy Ghost that God has for this nation and this world. I'm not going to allow anything to hold me back. So any change i got to make, I'm going to make it. Because I'm going to be under the spout. When that next wave comes, I'm telling you right now, we're not going to have to look for it because we're going to be under the spout. When that next great outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes, we're not going to have to look for it. Because we're going to be under the spout and it'll be a meeting just like this. We'll be minding our own business, spending time in the presence of God. And then suddenly we're here to gusher. And I can tell you right now, it's coming and it's coming fast. I said it's coming and it's coming fast. I feel the wave. I feel it beginning to crest. I feel the wave of the glory of God rising. I feel it in my spirit. I know it's been doing this for a number of months now. Even before I got you, I felt it beginning to rise. I know we're on the verge of something supernatural that only God can bring. We are on the verge of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that only God can bring. And man will not get any glory for this at all. But all glory will go to Him because what God's about to do is so supernatural, it's gonna blow the cotton picking minds of the believers. That is sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Waiting. We're waiting on the Lord. God's going to shake the very foundation of the church. I'm telling you right now. Because man, man has built the structure in many churches. Man has built the structure. Man has built the foundation. Man has done what man thinks they should do. But I'm telling you right now, there's coming a day when God's going to begin to shake the church. And let me, so, let me tell you this. What is not of God is not going to stand. But that which is founded on the word, founded in faith, and and is the plan of God Almighty will stand through the fire. But that which is not of God will be brought to naught. There's going to be some churches that will close their doors, folks. I'm telling you right now. Right here in the Metroplex area. There's going to be some churches that will close their doors. When God does what he does in the last days, there will not be one person untouched. Every person will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ that is living and breathing. Every person will hear and experience and see God's glory. Because I believe this with all my heart that before Jesus comes, he's going to let it all out. And it's coming down here. And we're going to be in for the ride of our life. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast and iTunes and share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.